dangerously close. My guest today is Divya Gunasekaran. Divya is a stand-up comedian based in New York who has previously performed at the NYC Asian Comedy Festival, the International Lady Laughs Comedy Festival, the Palm Springs International Comedy Festival, and the Burbank Comedy Festival. She is a festival sensation. I'm telling you, man, let me tell you some more things about Divya that you don't even know yet, probably, unless you do know her. With a sharp sense of humor, she weaves together social commentary, self-deprecation, and previously repressed childhood memories. And outside of comedy, Divya's life goals include cage diving with great white sharks and winning a pie-eating contest. What's up, Divya? Hey, how's it going? I, I think I need you to narrate my life from here on out. I, sure, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Divya that's, that's woke the energy up. I need. She looked out the window and saw a blue bird of happiness. Oh my God. Oh, okay. You're not going to believe this is going to be one of those things where you're going to like not believe me. And you're going to think I'm telling you a fib. This is not a fib. This is a true story. And I have to tell you so. So I had a dream. Okay. Okay. And I don't know why, like, you know, sometimes like things that are happening in your real life, like, uh, get into your dream somehow. Yeah. And like, you know, the first thing I was really doing today is, uh, interviewing you. Uh, so like I guess that got into my dream world. I guess the first thing I had to do today, I'm dog sitting. So I had to go across town and, you know, walk this dog and pet him and tell him he was a good boy and then oh. get back over here in time to uh, talk to you. That's man, I'm that's not the story. Here's the story. I had a dream. All right. And I and I like, heard on the news or someplace. I heard that you had accidentally cut your hand off in a cooking <laughs> accident. Like you were, I don't know, like, you know, like, like at a butcher shop, like you were like and you would accidentally cut off your hand with like one of those giant butcher knives. And I was like, oh, no. And I was like, I need to reach out and contact, you know, because we we're supposed to be meeting today. So I was like, all right. So I open up Instagram because, you know, I was going to DM you. And then I get on there. And so you're on there and you're posting videos. <laughs> and you've already got a, you already have a robot hand, even though you had just cut Whoa. off your hand as far as I knew. Uh, and so you, and and I remember like this is what you said in, the, in my dream. You were like, hey, what's everybody? It's true. I cut off my hand. You know, it sucks. But. Uh, I just want to let everyone know that I'm still going to be on my views around podcast today and all the shit. And I was like, what? So then I felt like, I guess I just, I don't even need to, to DM her because she already just said she's still going to, I mean, I'm just, we're going to be, I'll see her like in an hour. Okay. And then, so the sun started to kind of come, come up and it starts waking me up and I realize I'm dreaming, but you know how like you're still half in the dream. Yeah. Next thing that happened, uh, I was like, oh shit, Divya will never believe this dream was real. I have to take a screenshot of this of this Instagram post so that I can show it to her because I'm still asleep. You know, <laughs> like, like at this point, I know I'm dreaming, but I'm still asleep enough to think that I can screenshot my dream Instagram. Yeah. And so I'm like, and I screenshot it. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I woke up and I was like, damn it. <laughs> so I'm sorry. That was a lot to. That uh, is a wild dream. I love that. <laughs> I have really Man. vivid dreams. <laughs> I, I do too sometimes. I love that though in your dream. It was like that's so that's so true of like comedy grind culture. Like I <laughs> I, I, cut, I cut off my own hand and then had to post videos about it on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like, what up, fam? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what I did want to ask you, and it's totally cool. If the answer is like I don't remember, but do, is there any chance that do you remember any of your dreams from last night? Because I was wondering if maybe there might, might be a cosmic connection, and it'll fill in the blanks of what why why did I have that dream? Oh, I don't think I don't really remember last night. I don't know if I had I had like not great sleep last night. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, that's all right. I mean, it was my own. Dream. I like got in kind of late, fell asleep on my couch for half half the morning and then <laughs> transitioned to bed for a few hours. But, um, but I have had like, when I was younger, I would have a lot of dreams and they, I would have like serial dreams where like each night my dreams would kind of play out like a movie oh, that's and awesome. each night would be like a different, the next installment of that movie. Um, so I have like, I've had dreams about kind of like the zombie apocalypse. I had a really cool dream where maybe this was just a movie I saw somewhere, but like, um, it was like a group of people and we were going into this virtual reality world, like this experimental virtual reality world. And this was like before VR really became a thing. And, but there was a killer in the VR world that was starting to kill us off in the VR world. And it was affecting, and it was killing us off in real life. And so I was like, having to figure out like who the killer was before they got me. And oh, that was nice. like a series of dreams. Yeah, it was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I love when dreams are like entertainment. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I, I wanted to share one more thing. Like, I know people at home are like, Doug, stop telling Divya about your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear your dreams. But these are important. I think what it is, is I, I am a big fan of you and your comedy. So it must have just gotten into my head. And, you know, like, obviously, I had a dream about you last night. But then I had another dream. It wasn't specifically about you, but it was like, you know, you're in New York City and all this stuff. And I had another I had a dream and I never think about moving to New York. It's not like a thing that I think about. But I had a dream that I did move there. But by the time I got there, like the they had turned like almost the entire city into a. Urban Outfitters uh, slash Whole Foods superstore, and it was like pretty much the only place you could work. And it was like and everything was just kind of like apartments built onto like the the giant. So you, you know that's the truth. I actually tweeted that dream. So, <laughs> But maybe it's because I was thinking like, because it got so in my head. I was like, oh, I'm having this awesome New York comedian on that I to like super respect. So so you, you've affected two of my my uh, my non-waking hours. I'm going to put that <laughs> in my credits now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has appeared in numerous dreams. Oh, like a dreamwalker. Do you ever uh, have you ever read any Neil Gaiman? Um, ye, no, but uh, yes, but I know his stories. There's a, he has a book called the Cemetery Book. Anyway, there's a thing that's like a thing that you can do. You can dream walk. You could walk into people's dreams, like while you're conscious but they're asleep. And what am I going on and on about? <laughs> what I was gonna talk about. So, like, like I said, like I watch you a lot on YouTube. You know, that's because I have. I've never been up in New York and seen you live yet. Sadly, someday I will. But yeah, uh, when when New York City becomes an Urban Outfitters Whole Foods. Yeah, I'll, I'll come catch you at the Urban Outfitters slash Whole Foods <laughs> Superstore Comedy Hour. <laughs> They're like, New York's still hip. We've got comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Buy the produce. Come Buy on. Buy the produce. The Whole Foods here has that. They have like poetry readings and shit. So, I don't know. I mean, I, it might not anymore. Maybe. That was like before Jeff Bezos bought it. I wonder if he oh, like okay. got rid that of it. That makes sense. If he, if he was like, if he was like, no art in my buildings. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, what I was gonna say is, 
you are like you're a pretty gnarly roast battler uh if i you know i mean you're up in these like championships with you know with some people saying some pretty mean things and since you are so skilled at the art of roasting i have to ask and uh i'm probably going to ask you some really stupid questions today so will you please not roast me if i do that because i'm a sensitive boy and i don't think i could take it (laughs) i would yeah i would never roast someone who doesn't want to be roasted that was actually that kind of like is really where my question kind of lies. It's just like, uh, oops, sorry. <laughs> I have a tel- cell phone here that I'm messing up with. I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I watched you. I watched you do a comedy Fight Club, mm-hmm. and while I was watching it, I was like, I would rather just go get beat up at a regular Fight Club than get, <laughs> than get called a child molester in front of a crowd of people laughing at me. Uh, how do you get into the mindset to just like to go into these roast battles where like that's the kind of shit that's gonna be flying through the air? Yeah, it's interesting because um, I, I've only, you know, I haven't actually done it that much. Like I've maybe done like 12 battles um, and I only really started like a year ago. Um, and I, when I first, when I went into my first battle, like when I first got asked to, to be on a roast battle show, I was like, I don't like, this really isn't for me. Like I'm, I don't think I'm into that type of culture. Like, I don't want to say mean things. I don't want to like say, so it was interesting. Cause like I went into it being like, I'll do this because it's a new experience. And I think it'll be interesting to try it out, but really don't think it's something that's for me or that I'd be good at or want to do. Um, and then I, to prepare, like, I really just watch a ton of roast battles. Um, there's so many online and there's so many great comedians, um, that have written fantastic roasts. Um, so I think that's how I get into the mindset and into like that, cause it's a very specific format of writing. Um, and I think at this point now, like I, it's more, I see it like as a, a fun writing exercise where you have this like one topic, um, you have this one person to write about, you paint up, you kind of decide how you want to paint them to the audience. Like you come up with who this person is and then just write a ton of jokes trying to portray that to the audience. Yeah, I guess like the last one I watched you like was you were you were brutal. You were, that's where I got, like, that's what I was thinking about the thing. Because what did you say to that guy? He was kind of like a skinny white guy with like some kind of scruffy beard and you yeah. what, what did you, you said like <laughs> like i felt like horrible for him because <laughs> you're like uh you're like how do you have like the facial hair of a pedophile but like the body of like the little boy that he's like after or what i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i guess you had you had time beforehand to like kind of like get a good look at, at him yeah, and we we actually know each other, and I I like him okay. as a comedian. As, oh yeah, as a friend, he's a great, he's great. Um, yeah, because there's like the there's like the love aspect. That's a uh, or that's what I hear. Like yeah, like, I you, mean you can, only, you can only truly truly roast somebody out of love. Yeah, sometimes you do get paired up with people that you don't really know. Um, I think it's definitely more fun when it's someone you know and do like love. Um, yeah. Because it, it's just more fun, like, and, and then you feel when they have good jokes, like, against you, you feel happy for them. Like, yeah. I can appreciate a good joke, and I want my friends to succeed. 
Um, so I think it's just like when it's with someone that you're friends with, it's fun, like you're just trash talking each other in public. And that's yeah. a fun, a fun bonding experience. But even with strangers um, or people I haven't known as well, I it's kind of a bonding experience too, because you do it, you exchange information about each other beforehand. Um, sometimes you meet up and I think it's it's been a cool way to get to know someone. And then you go through this experience where you're horrible to each other in front of strangers and you kind of, you know, hopefully you come out of it being like, great job. Like that was fun. When you put it that way, it kind of changes my, like, maybe I wouldn't hate it so much. I don't know. It's just kind of like the idea of like someone just landing just the hardest jokes on you. And then every, like then a crowd laughing at you. It just seems like I would, I don't know if I could react well, but like, have you, have you ever seen the office where they, what's his when, when michael scott asks everybody to roast him yes and then he gets fucking pissed and he's yep. like he gets really upset because he doesn't understand what a roast is i feel like that would be me <laughs> i i mean i've definitely seen some comedians go through that where either i mean i guess it's just something that like maybe a joke hit a nerve or something or um it is like a very different experience from stand-up because like in stand-up comedy like you might bomb people might not laugh at you and that's like all right you know you experience that that sucks but it's it's a very different experience to have your jokes compared tit for tat with someone else yeah and then see an audience like like that person's jokes more than yours or like really rally around that other person because it's now it's not like it's not like, oh, I'm trying to entertain an audience. It's like, oh, an audience is picking someone else over me very explicitly right now. Yeah. I think that's like for me, I don't, I'm not really <clears throat> like hurt by what people say about me. Cause I get like, it's a joke. Like it, it's not really about me. Like, yeah, you're writing jokes about me, but like it's for this battle. I think I more get um, upset just if my jokes <laughs> don't do as well. Yeah. I, mean, I guess like, and like you said too, like, uh, that was your friend, like the one, the one I was talking about earlier at uh, Comedy Fight Club. Because I mean, I, I caught that pretty early on because he made a joke. Because you said you went to Dartmouth, and I was like, "All right, there's no way he doesn't know you." Like, to, I mean, unless he hired a private investigator or something. Like, how's he going to be like having information about where you went to school? And I mean, I guess if you just social media stock hard enough, I guess you could find that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and typically, like you do exchange information beforehand with the, I, and I think like with the intent that you share information that the person can use against you. Like it's kind of like for fair play. Like here's here's things that are funny or stupid about me that you could probably write jokes about. Um, so I hear tell that uh, you're thinking about branching out into the competitive pie eating contest world <laughs> uh <laughs> hold on a second uh is that true <laughs> i mean this is it's it's true that it is like a life goal of mine that i have taken no steps towards that's and have where, not done anything actionable about that's what you have to keep your hands behind your back right and you can only use your face is that how that works I, I feel like I've only seen it, it like in movies. Yeah, I think it probably depends on the competition. I think it would probably be, I'm sure it's like similar to like a hot dog eating contest or something where like, it's just about <laughs> which pie you can eat. 
that was actually another question I had too, is why do you think that uh hot dog eating contests have like really overshadowed pie eating contests for so long? Cause it's like, they put the hot dog shit on like ESPN. Like, mm. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I don't think I can really speak to like actual reasons why I would say they're probably more prevalent. I think they're easier to do. Hot dogs are easy to make. They're cheap. You can make a ton of them. I think they're easier for people to scarf down. Um, there's You're right. Probably... Like making a pie is a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. And then to make so many pies. Actually, and... well, I don't understand. So, I mean, I, I guess you like you you have not yet competed in the <laughs> in the pie eating contest world yet. So, I guess like you're not gonna have every answer for me that i'm curious about but like the quick like do you eat more than one pie or is it who eats the one pie the fastest doesn't that seem i truly have no answers about that i i feel like probably both forms exist but i would want to do who eats the most pie i think that's more fun well it's also it's crazy because like you know pies are like crumbly and like you know there's like shit inside of them that would like smear on the plate like how clean does your plate have to be before you can like before you can say I've have finished this pie, give me another one. Like mm, that's a great question. Yeah. Somebody be like, no, there's too many crumbs. Like it seems like there's a lot of ways where like the judges could really like fuck somebody over just by being like, no, there was still some raspberry jam on the bottom. So that's the pie is not valid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's such a great point. I feel like there's probably guidelines. And then I feel like before you move on, you can you get like a quick nod from the judges or whoever is refereeing to be I like oh yeah we might we may have just answered the mystery of why hot dog eating contests have overshadowed pie eating because it's so cut and dry it's like yeah you eat the hot dog you eat the bun it's gone there's no residue you have to like t- bear in mind it's <laughs> yeah a much more straightforward form my friend Megan won a, a hot dog eating contest and it was like one of the weirdest, like one of those just like super bizarre out of nowhere. She walked into this restaurant where my friend, like her, her brother worked and they were doing a hot dog eating contest and giving away gifts, uh, gift cards. And she was starving. Okay. She showed up and she was super, super fucking hungry. And she's a, like an extraordinarily small person. Like, like I think she might be like shorter than like five feet tall. Like she's like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. She's like a child-sized person. And she went in, there was all these like big ass dudes that look, you know, that you would be like, oh, that guy's gonna. But it's just, I don't know how she did it. She went in and she was hungry as hell and just started like pounding hot dogs. And the next thing you know, she got like a $50 gift card. <laughs> oh damn. How many hot dogs did she eat? I feel I feel like it ended up not being like a crazy amount, but it was like I think enough to where the other guys like were getting stuffed and they were realizing wow. that she was just not gonna stop. So I don't have an exact number for you, but I remember being, I remember being underwhelmed when she told me how many hot oh, dogs okay. it was. It was like, it was not like more than 10. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that, I mean, even that's like a lot and it depends on the time frame too. Was it like she had a minute or like Oh yeah. And they, they time you. So you have to like, it's how many hot dogs okay. you can eat in a, like yeah, a certain number of minutes. So it might just be yeah. that she was like able to just, I think she was just putting them in her mouth and swallowing them whole. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's like how the that's how the pros do it. Have you ever seen? Have you ever really? seen the pros? Yeah, like like one of them. There's all kinds of different techniques, but one of them is like you take the bun off because yeah. you're allowed to have a glass of water. 
Yeah. Take the bun off. I've seen that. Get and make the bun into an easy, soggy thing to swallow. And then you take the hot dog and you don't chew it. You just swallow that thing too. Oh no. Because those guys are trying to like those people are consuming in ins- I, I mean, I don't even know what the numbers are, but I feel like it's like freakishly large numbers of hot dogs. Yeah, I feel like it's like upwards of 50. There was a guy, the, the guy who was like the world champ for a while. He was another like, you know, unusually small person to be good at it. And we like I found it's kind of like it's like when you like the guy that before David Blaine, the guy that used to hold the the record for holding his breath, it's because he had like uh genetically norm like bigger lungs than most people. Oh. And the the hot dog guy, there was something about him where it's like his intestine like went straight to his butthole or something so he was like able to just like <laughs> just like what? fill it up with hot dogs and then just go <laughs> poop them out immediately like whole <laughs> i don't know if i got the science completely right on that <laughs> <laughs> all right this is a really important question and i think that people like people are going to take you know like i said you know people are going to respect what you have to say about this so you know, choose your words wisely. <laughs> but if you were tasked with like uh, introducing a new food to the competitive food eating world, like what would you choose? Ooh, that's a fun question. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to say something like, You have to have like, <laughs> this would be <laughs> insane, but like you'd have, you, you have to do like Mentos and, and soda. Like you have to like shoot. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Um. Well, I mean, I've done you- the thing where you put them in, a, in the, where you make a little bomb out of them. Yeah. So you're like saying like, you're, you're making people like put bombs in their body and then they're just yeah. like, like vomiting. Like, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, not vomiting, but it could be, and you could do it like one of two, you could have two different versions of the competition. One would be like, you do it, you put Mentos in like a Coke bottle and then you have to, (laughs) whoever like is able to aim it at their mouth and get as much soda in, you win that way. Or you make a bomb in your own, (laughs) in your own mouth. (laughs) What does happen? I guess, I mean, somebody must've figured this out. Like what happens if you, drink like as like a two liter of coke as fast as you can and then you just start eating mentos like, honestly what i feel to like you? probably nothing happens to you because like you have stomach acid in that i assume That's neutralizes I but i bet it doesn't feel good yeah probably <laughs> it probably feels <laughs> awful i was you know when i was thinking about asking you that question i was trying to think and i couldn't come up with anything i was at first i thought maybe pineapples because they're hard to get into mm. And you could be like, oh, you would give someone a full pineapple, yeah, and, they have and, to... and and you don't get a tool, so you have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess for now we're gonna set it with uh, who can, uh, what who can make a Mentos Coke bomb and get it into their stomach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we just probably just accidentally invented some new TikTok shit that's going to like get a bunch of kids really hurt. And hopefully no one will know it came from us. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, hopefully it does get attributed to us because, listen, I can yeah. always use the views. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, yeah, it's like, 
because somebody must have been the person who invented like hey how much how many like detergent pods can you eat or whatever oh was yeah. that yeah there's like dishwashing tide detergent pods. tide pods yeah like whoever that is they must like just for the rest of their life they're gonna know that that was like they created that and that was like you know nationwide people being like it was on like the news like it was on all these like major networks like don't let your kids eat tide yeah <laughs> must I, have felt great. Of, I wonder like how how big a problem it actually was I think it was blown out of proportion to like the billionth degree. I think, uh, yeah, I think there may have been a couple of kids that like did it and died, but I think it was like something like the the way they were treating it, they were acting like it was a, you know, like a plague, like <laughs> that all, yeah, and the, or the whole thing where like boomers are like, see how dumb kids are these days, and it's like you mean because five kids on TikTok had right. Tide Pods and <laughs> most of them were fine, like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this is we're gonna take. I, this is there's gonna be some twists and turns here. I just have to ask you this because this is this is some more synchronicity stuff, like the fact that I had the dream, and then you were like in in your dream, I went on Instagram and you were like, "Yo, what's up, fam? Cut my hand off. Still gonna be on the podcast today." <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, man, that is dedication." <laughs> um. But so like sometimes I'll just do like a little bit and see what's like what's up in the news and like, you know, see what's trending in someone's city. And so I was just like, all right, let me see what's trending up in New York. Lo and behold. So first thing, you know, trending in New York is the Harry Styles concert. But here's the deal. This has happened multiple times now. I can't. It's like the, there's so much synchronicity in this podcast. And it's It blows me away. But this is like literally happened where I'm like, I look, I look up someone's city on Twitter and try to see what the top trending shit is. And it's a Harry Styles concert. It happened when I, uh, I had my friend Aiden on here and that, that ended up being lucky because the thing right beneath Harry Styles, that was in Nashville. It was the Harry Styles concert. And then right below that was this dude named Luscious who was like this naked dude with the biggest penis I'd ever seen in my life. And his tweet was like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, yo, what's up guys. It's Luscious who wants to come over and check out my uh, giant dick or whatever. That was the second most popular tweet in Nashville that day. So we were able to like <laughs> really like get a lot out of that. But in New York, there doesn't seem to be nearly there's a Jackie Robinson uh uh museum opening, so that's cool. Anyway, here's the question, man. The question is this. <laughs> so I've already decided, I've decided this. I've decided that I like Timothy Chalamet. I wasn't on board at first. Now I'm on board because he was in Dune and I liked him in uh Don't Look Up. So he's you know. At first, it was just like his vibe and style. I was like, no, not for me. But then, you know, things change. However, Harry Styles, I'm still on the fence. I haven't mm. made a decision about this guy. So what I'm deciding is that whatever your opinion is, is what is what I'm going to think. Uh-oh, that's a lot of responsibility. Also, honestly, I'm pretty indifferent about him. <laughs> like, I can't I was name never... a single Harry Styles song. I, I honestly can't either. Well, did he do that watermelon sugar song? Was that I don't know. I don't know the song. <laughs> it's a it's a annoying song, but it was very popular. I think last summer. Yeah, I get all these guys' songs mixed up, like Harry Styles, The Weekend. Like, <laughs> oh, you can't bucket Harry Styles and The Weekend together. Okay, I, actually, and I won't even because you know what happened the other day. I was listening to this song. There's just like um this workout playlist on Spotify where I don't really choose the songs. It's just like I let someone else had aggregated what they thought good workout songs were. 
And this person is great at it. It's a great playlist. And also the song is like, wow, this is tight as hell. And then I went and looked at it, it was the weekend. And I was like, oh, okay. Pleasantly surprised. I've I've liked some of his songs in the past. This is my favorite one I've ever heard. Which song was it? Uh, I don't know what it's called, but he goes, he goes. Uh, I just won a Teen's Choice Award. Uh, bitch, I'm not a. <laughs> I can't remember what he says. <laughs> it's basically it's just funny. He's just making jokes about winning Teen's Choice Awards, and then like how he's like actually like really a bad person. The song's cool. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I I like The Weeknd. I think he's a great artist. Yeah, Harry Styles, uh, I know, like not a big fan of his music. I uh, was never into One Direction. He was from, he was in One Direction, right? He was in that One was Direction? Thing. Oh, was well, it? that's that settles it. I don't like him. <laughs> I feel, <laughs> I love that neither of us are like totally confident about any information. Yeah, he was, in, he was, that was the big thing. I know that he like, uh, I know he's a fashionista and I know he's got big hair. Well, that's that's another thing. That is like a point of controversy where he um has like a lot of like in terms of his like aesthetic and style and like it's very like queer coded. Um and so, but he's never come out as queer or like doesn't talk about is like very private about it. And mm. so that's kind of I think been a thing of like are you appropriating queer culture are you celebrate are you do you identify this way like and if you do like why don't you come out and like actually be open okay. about it so you're telling me he's a mystery wrapped inside of an enigma no i'm starting to like him again Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he was in one direction so let's yeah but well, that sucked okay so i guess Fuck, I'm going to go ahead and say that your indifference is probably absolutely the right uh, the right way to take this. I don't have to like Harry Styles or dislike him. No. Honestly, I'm indifferent about most celebrities. Like, I think, I think just, like, American culture and fandom around celebrities is just so unmoor. Like, people know more about celebrities' lives than their friends' lives. Yeah, and totally. What, it's like, you don't, they don't know you. They're just... They're rich. They're so rich. Yeah. Why they don't need don't give them anything more. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, the only reason I mean, why I, why would I even bring up this, especially a celebrity like this, like one that I truly don't know anything about or care about. <laughs> and if I heard his music, I would hate it. But like uh it's it's just to me, it was the fact that like the this is like the third time that I, it's been like trending on Twitter when I'm looking at someone else's city to be like, oh, what's up? So I, it just seemed like the right thing to do. Because of like, because of my, you know, my crazy, ominous dream, and you know, I was like, let's just make this a really like woo woo podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that does give me the opportunity to do, which is something. When this podcast was newer, I never let any conversation go with anyone that came on without bringing up uh, UFOs. And okay. it's and it's been you know what I've I've let that slide, and I shouldn't because I feel like that should be like a tenant of this podcast because I'm like, I'm kind of obsessed with UFOs a little bit. You know, I'm not I'm not like a weirdo about it. I just <laughs> I'm I'm obsessed but in a normal sane way. Yeah. In the appropriate like, way. You know, it's like saying you're obsessed with pizza. You know, I mean that like okay. in a like I like it. 
but I don't wear like shirts with like my favorite pizza on it. I'm not like on like, like forums, like arguing with people about pizza toppings. Yeah. So anyway. You just bring it up on, you just have a podcast that you use to talk about <laughs> it to the masses. I don't want to put you on the spot, but have you ever seen a UFO? Um, I've, I've not seen a UFO in the sense of uh, like alien spacecraft. If we're just talking about like unidentified flying object, not to be yeah. pedantic about it. Oh no, that's exactly right. Where I'm like, what's that? I don't know. Um, but I like I'm can you talk about I'm sure your listeners probably then are very familiar with with your <laughs> obsession but what what draws you to it like what do you believe is true and why why do you find it interesting Okay well I guess we I guess it all started <laughs> <laughs> when I was a little kid my favorite TV show was The X-Files I, okay. I loved it I wanted to be David Duchovny, you know, I wanted to be Mulder. And uh, and then later on, when he came out with uh, that other show, Californication, I was like, this is not Mulder. This is not how Mulder would act. <laughs> and so I couldn't get into that show. <laughs> and then uh, I did have a, fl- uh, not, not a flying saucer. I had a UFO uh, sighting and I wasn't alone. I was with two of my friends, very respectable people. <laughs> Seriously. Like, Wait, what, what age was this? Um, I'm going to say 18. Okay. So quite a while ago, but still. I just, I, I love, I would have loved it if you'd been like, we were eight. I was with some very respectable <laughs> eight-year-olds. Yeah. Well, I mean, none of us were respectable at the time. And I guess it's a stretch to say that any, any of us are respectable now. So, I mean, especially like if you think of, <laughs> if you look at the criminal records of the two friends that I was with, I guess a lot of their oh. uh, respectability starts to go downhill anyway the the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet and they saw it too (laughs) what did you see can you describe um unusually behaving lights in the sky Hmm. so like unlike a you know an airplane light that would just kind of go like in a straight line or like a helicopter it was like lights that were like almost far like like brighter than stars but far enough away to like to where you couldn't make out anything other than the fact that it was a light and they just kind of appeared to be like moving around in like an unusual like making unusual movements in the sky and it went on for like five minutes okay. so anyway you heard it here first guys <laughs> aliens are real <laughs> uh if you don't believe me hit up my homie coffee and my homie art they'll, they'll bat me up on this one they were both there <laughs> and where was that was that in that was in nashville, nashville. yeah we were right in the middle of the city Oh, okay. Well, okay. So, well, but aliens, are they among us or are they watching us? Um, I think there's probably, I think there's probably life out there. I think it would be silly to say that there's not silly, but I think it would be like presumptuous to assume that there's not intelligent life, just given how expansive the universe is. And like, we're just in one galaxy of many so i think for us to assume like what conditions are like in other galaxies and what could possibly be happening there is like i think we just can't say but i think it's probably like whatever can like idea we have of aliens is probably not what (laughs) what is actually (laughs) out there 
like where our imagination is so constricted by humans and what we look like and our senses that I feel like when people think of aliens, they it's it's a very like human centered yeah idea of what an alien would be. So I think it's probably not like any of that, but I think it's totally possible that I think there's probably definitely life, probably life out there, possibly intelligent life, probably nothing like anyone has thought of or how it's portrayed in movies. You know, honestly, having you like hearing you say that too, it makes me think it doesn't make nearly so much sense for me to be this excited on it. Like, like, you know, a couple of years ago when they, when the Navy was finally like, all right, fine, we're going to release all the UFO footage. And they're like, UFOs are real. We don't know what they are. We've got all these like fighter jets that went out and filmed them. And that's it. That's all like aliens. And I was like, yeah. And I got really excited. (laughs) I was almost excited as uh, Tom DeLonge or what was the guy, the guy from Blink-182 that all he cares about is aliens. (laughs) <laughs> oh i didn't know that oh dude he got he got like invited to uh like the pentagon because he had like so much info on aliens that he was like <laughs> was like one of the largest like personal collectors of like evidence <laughs> oh my gosh i have no faith in the government anymore but <laughs> <laughs> i miss you <laughs> have you uh, one of my favorite alien movies is have you ever seen district nine uh yeah i love district nine i love, love that, that movie yeah, great movie. But I love it so much because like it was such a different take yeah. on aliens where like most most movies, it's either like they're here to destroy us or um, they're friendly or what, you know, it's like a very kind of black and white. But here it was like a very interesting take that made so much sense, just given the history of our civilizations, where if you haven't seen it, like aliens exist, they come to Earth. And then they get subjugated and oppressed. Um, like they're basically treated like a new group of immigrants. Yeah. Um, and get like <clears throat> consigned to ghettos and um, just treated horribly. And it all takes place in South Africa, so there's all that historical context as well. I mean, yeah, it couldn't have been a better like location for them to choose to be like, yeah, yeah South Africa. Aliens are real. They come to Earth, and then they're put into like public housing and ghettos and like then they're mistreated by the cops it's just yeah. like uh have you seen that dude's other movie uh chappy i haven't seen chappy oh, is it I'm, good it's one of my it's one of my favorite movies about ai for sure and i don't know okay. if you're familiar with the rap group uh d antword yes but it, it is their their breakout acting role they and they both actually do a really good job in it like and they're not supposed to be d antword but they do that they're that same that same like weird south african white rapper shit it's like what they are (laughs) (laughs) so anyway you heard it here first guys aliens (laughs) (laughs) you know what i was gonna say though earlier when i was like when i was saying i got so excited about you know the like the navy being like yeah ufos are real but like it's stupid for me because like all my favorite alien movies are like literally the movie Aliens or like Predator or like all mm. these creatures that would like kill me in the most gruesome, horrible way. <laughs> right. I don't know. So I guess do it's you, just fun yeah. to imagine. Yeah. Would you? So what do you? What do you think? If aliens exist, which we've just confirmed they do, what? <laughs> 
if they came to earth what do you think would happen like would they be out to destroy earth no they'd be like my best friends and we'd like hang out and we'd go to the <laughs> water park uh <laughs> it would be like et and then like they would have all kinds of cool tech and they'd be like we just cured cancer and so now every and then uh you know stuff like that cool. oh and then, <laughs> then they, and then they'd be like and they'd be like hey, you know what capitalism is wrong and we're uh really advanced and so they would be like yoink and they would just take all of elon musk's money and then they would just yoink. <laughs> they would just you know create all kinds of great social programs that's reminding me of one other thing i wanted to this is i'm shifting gears pretty hard but i feel like that's almost a segue when i said uh yoink steal elon's money and put it into social <laughs> programs i was looking at like through your link tree and so on and so forth you appear to be a little bit of an activist or maybe a lot of an activist i don't know i don't know you well enough to to say is that is that fair to say um i don't know that i i don't feel like i rise to the level of activist but i like i i think i'm socially aware and as a person that that lives and interacts with other people like invested in certain causes and human rights for people Cool. I was just asking because like I didn't really get uh by the time I discovered that I didn't have time to really dive into some of the things that uh you support but I don't know is there anything like you want to bring up about like something maybe people should be aware of that they might not previously be aware of we don't have to go there <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like just I'm just curious um I mean I think there's just one of the things that I think is hard for us nowadays, I feel like there's just so much news fatigue. Yeah. Um, and I think especially like after this past election, like I think people just, it's hard to keep up to date with everything that's going on because there's so much news going on at any given time. And I think prior to, you know, this year, so much of it was like, really fatalistic and a lot of it's like very end of the world themed whether it's like yeah totally climate change or human rights <clears throat> or um like international conflict and wars um but i guess like it, i don't i don't necessarily have information to share that i don't think other people don't have but i guess just a like kind of a a plea or something that I'm trying to work on is like, you know, being able to stay tuned in and aware of what's going on without, but still like maintaining healthy boundaries around the news and outside information. So I, like, I think because part of that too is like, like we just had elections in New York city and a few months ago we had elections as well in New York city. And because of, annoying gerrymandering that was going on but yeah. um I think like people <clears throat> it, it's easy to just like feel so exhausted from all that and not vote and not like keep a pulse on what's going on in your city or in the country but I think I do think it's like important to do that but like also people do need to protect their own well-being and health and yeah so it's it's really like striking that balance you know, everything that you're saying, it reminds me so much of my own personal philosophy on being aware, you know, and being like, uh, and trying to make a difference and all that stuff. And just like you said, like, 
if you know yeah if you got on if you get on twitter it's just like every, it's just doom 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 destruction is no fucking you know everything's bad so is all the cable yeah. news so is all the you know it's just like a never-ending uh bombardment of negativity and like what i and i don't know who to, to attribute this to because it was just someone that something that someone told me once but i thought it was a great idea where like they're like just pick a thing you know just make it kind of like that's your thing that you like you know you be aware of everything you know like like so I'm, i can be aware of all kinds of you know stuff that i think is really important but like maybe just pick one thing that i'm personally going to like devote my some of my time to work on and so mm-hmm. for me like that kind of like just naturally because because i love animals and i love the environment and all that shit i ended up kind of gravitating a lot towards climate like climate change uh you know the environment animal rights all that kind of stuff and then that's cool because i find you know, like you find it even as depressing as it is there's like a lot of hope and cool people in there and yeah. so but that doesn't mean that i like ignore human rights abuses or you know all, you know all that other shit it just means that i don't try to fucking take it all on you know does that yeah. make sense yeah absolutely and i think that's like you know i don't do political com like comedy in the sense that i'm not I typically don't have jokes about politicians or necessarily like current events. They have more like larger, broader social commentary or, you know, I talk about social issues that are personal to me, like just around like what's going on in society and my personal experiences around sexism or around racism or things like that. Um, But I think there, like there are, comedians that almost like pride themselves on not knowing what's going on or not really like seeking viewpoints out other than their own yeah and to me that's like kind of sad because it's like I think you can like do whatever comedy you want but there's so much value just as a person to to really source other viewpoints and perspectives and also like for your comedy like you need to have I think to be a good comic you need some level of self-awareness and you need to understand the context that you're operating in. And so even if you're still talking from your very specific viewpoint, you like, you got to understand how other people are experiencing the world, because how do you know how people are going to relate to your jokes if you don't understand your audience at all? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that's happening. I don't want to name any names, but I feel like, you know, it's happening with on some Netflix stuff lately where they start putting these and these are great comedians, you know, but they put them on and some of these people are getting maybe a little out of touch in their, uh, you know, yeah. in their later years and their, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and stuff like that. So they get on there and they're just like, How could you they're like trans people suck. <laughs> they make me sick. You know, like women are a bunch of dumb fucking bitches. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not naming any names, you know, but you can con- context clues. <laughs> but, but hey, in uh in Netflix's defense, uh they put Elliot Page in a show. So so there, it's even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so like in that case too, it's just so it's so sad and un- it's so unnecessary for so many reasons. And I think part of like the thing that's annoying to me is like people holding on to to these comedians that and honestly like I know we're not naming names but like also like those last specials like weren't that funny like that's the other thing like there was was 
not great for a lot of reasons, but people just love, especially in America, like love holding on to um, like celebrities or people of interest, even when they are hurting other people just because of nostalgia, really. And yeah. it's like, we're not able to prioritize other people's well-being over our own like personal comfort. It's just annoying. Yeah. It was, you know, and I get it. And like, we're not naming names, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there, you know, there's definitely someone out there who's like, I really like, I really don't know who they're, they're like, they're like, who could they possibly be talking about? <laughs> uh, here's, a, here's a clue. One of them's name rhymes with Wilbur. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I, you know, honestly, I don't. I want to be careful with that because I know that guy's like somehow like ev- like has become everyone's favorite comedian of all time, and so I mean to be and to be honest, like I actually do like <laughs> Wilbur. Yeah, um, I like I like Wilbur too. Wilbur has said some really really funny shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just think maybe like every, every once in a while, maybe Wilbur should go out amongst the people that are not in his circle of millionaires. And maybe get some perspective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like of of things Netflix is airing. I think um, there's an, another comedian that's probably more out of bounds. But yeah, well, the thing is, and like I was gonna say about that, you know what? I, it'll always be funny, man. Forever for the rest of my life, it'll always be funny to go like, "I'm rich, biatch." You know, like I can always do that, and I can always remember the good times, and and uh, that's what I want to do. So, <laughs> Divya, there's one thing I got to tell you. We are getting dangerously close to the lightning round. <gasps> Let me explain the lightning round to you. This is the game section of the podcast. Uh, so, like, I'm going to ask you a question. Well, actually, this is not even questions. This is Yours is particularly tailored to your set of skills. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but that's just how this goes. Some people get an easy lightning round. Some people get an extremely difficult one. It's just... <laughs> It's just the way that the universe shakes it out. So I, I'm i going to go ahead and just get started on it. But like I said, don't think, just react. You know, use the force. Just do what Obi-Wan Kenobi would want you to do. And just, you know, use the force. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna to do a little bit of, of roast, roasting. Uh-oh. We're going to roast some peanuts. We're going to roast some marshmallows. And... Okay. Uh, fuck it. Let's just let's just dive in. Do you, do you feel ready and good? No, I, don't, I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take your roast skills and give you like literally unlike a real roast battle. You're gonna have no time at all to like have any thoughts whatsoever <laughs> leading up to it. And I might even just say things that you have no opinion on whatsoever. And one okay. of those we've already established. So let's start there. <laughs> Harry Styles. Hit up with the roast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harry Styles. Um, more like Harry Biles, because I vomit when I think of him. No, oh, I don't. Oh, <laughs> shit. I was literally, my mind was going in the same direction. I was going to go like, oh, Har- like Harry Styles. One Direction? Oh! <laughs> God damn. If I did see, you know what I needed? I need to get set up like a morning talk radio guy in here so I can just go like, 
won't find that on the internet. Like, that's what I need. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Well, anyway, that couldn't have gone any better. (laughs) Harry Styles, more like Harry Biles. One Direction. (laughs) No, but that was where my mind was going was uh, Harry Styles, more like, but I didn't have, I didn't, I don't have the roast skills. All right. Hey, this next one. He's an evil fish person, so he deserves it. Uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk. Um, more you like, know what? More I like Elon sucks. <laughs> That's a great one. I'm I sorry. Like... I, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have interrupted. No, you. this can be. I like. I like this collaborative workshopping. You know what? Like, I don't. I don't even feel like I have to roast Elon Musk because he's been so body shamed <laughs> in the media. Oh, he did get body shamed. Yeah. It takes long sip. Oh, I was thirsty. I said, "Oh, he did get body shamed," and then I just start just drinking water as slowly as it possible. Very, yeah, it seemed very pointed. I well, you know what? That's not what I don't like about him. It's not his body. Yeah, not that not that I am a fan of his body. It's just that I'm not. I'm more of not of a fan of people hoarding that kind of wealth and then doing nothing good with it. Yeah, I mean that applies to to so many people. <laughs> Elon Musk, more like late stage capitalism. Ugh. Cuck. Cuck. More like Elon Cuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he did get cucked, right? No. Oh. <laughs> I Didn't think like he, he kind of got cucked because like Grimes like read like the Communist Manifesto like, and that's like a, he got cucked by like Karl Marx. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. Okay. Burn, Elon. <laughs> Take that, Elon. Unless, of course, you have taken an interest in this podcast and you'd like to be a <laughs> fucking advertiser. Oh, no. I, I'll tell you one thing. <clears throat> it's time for an ad. Have I ever told you guys how much I love SpaceX? <laughs> and my new Tesla runs like a dream right into the side of a building and then i can't get out of the car because it doesn't have handles all right moving on (laughs) speaking of cars the fast and the furious franchise Ooh, oh no i can't (laughs) i feel like i can't say anything that wouldn't just also be immediately disrespectful to people that are no longer alive who else has died besides paul walker I, I think that's the main one. Um, <laughs> I, I I definitely feel like that's a franchise that honestly has just run itself into the ground. Um, <laughs> like Fast and Furious, you have had so many op- opportunities to just off ramp the series in a graceful way, and you are just taking everyone down with you. I have a strong opinion about that. I feel like that when Paul Walker died, they had a an incredible ending. I don't know who all saw that particular one, but they had enough B-roll to show Paul Walker driving off into the sunset alone. And Vin Diesel's like, bye buddy. I love you family forever. You know? And it's like almost a little bit of a tear jerk. Cause I actually, I liked Paul Walker a lot. And the thing, you know, what's weird about those movies is this is the thing about me. I'll watch anything. If it has ludicrous in it, or if it has Vin Diesel in it. I don't give a fuck. I'll watch it. I will watch it. <laughs> and those movies have both of those guys. And it's my least favorite thing that either one of them do. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I mean, it's 
whatever. Well, They've, not really. That, they have gotten yeah, <laughs> billions of dollars and also like who knows how much because I every single time they come out with those one of those movies, I go see it. <laughs> but that last but one, man, just... where he's like, uh, I don't know if you saw the very, very last one, but Ludacris makes a car spaceship because he has to go like repair a satellite or something. So he like they put like a he's got like <laughs> he's got like a car and then they put like a like a space rocket on the back of the car and then they shoot Ludacris into space. That alone really honestly single-handedly saved the franchise for me. What? <laughs> okay, here is a, a New York centric one. Uh okay. I haven't been here in forever, man. I he- I've heard it's changed a lot since the last time I was there. Times Square. When was the last time you were at Times Square? 2000 in the 2000s so okay fucking probably way, was... way at least 15 years ago probably um, has not changed as much as you think it has um P- perfectly preserved it's waiting <laughs> for me to come back just just the way did, i remembered did it did you see did you see elmo and batman oh shit <laughs> So I, just, I had to just slam my iPhone on the floor as hard as I possibly could. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I was pretty drunk, and I don't remember uh, seeing any any famous Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, being drunk, probably the best way to experience Times Square. Probably. I think before you enter Times Square, they should hand you a beer. And there should be no age limit. Kids, kids welcome, too. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. I feel like we roasted the, all these things in the weirdest possible way. We're just I don't, like, yeah, I think really just like like long, thoughtful <laughs> conversations <laughs> on these places. I, I heard yeah, that Times Square think... used to be awesome. I heard it used to be like you could just go there and just get robbed, like if you just showed up. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think the city has changed a lot over the. I I've only been in the city like seven or eight years. Um. But like I don't know, there we don't have to get into New York and crime statistics and all that. <laughs> oh, I mean, all I really want is for them to take Times Square and just turn the entire thing into an Urban Outfitters, Whole Foods superstore. <laughs> I you're saying it as a joke, but I think you are manifesting it, and it's going to happen. I'm going to manifest this reality. It's like <laughs> it was. It was more than just a dream. Oh wait. Well, let's not you, say that you, because you yeah. also dream that I cut my. I hand know. Off I, with as a soon as I said that, I was like, "Dude, I don't want to manifest." You did get a, a robot hand, though. So that seems cool. Yeah. Think about that, Winter Soldier. Was it like a robot hand, or was it like prosthetic? Um. Did so it look like a human hand or like a robot claw? Well, it's funny that I just mentioned this other Avenger character because you know what it was exactly was. Did you watch any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies or like any of that shit? Just the first one. Okay, so uh, Gamora's sister is named Nebula. She's the one that's mostly a robot. And she had a robot hand and you had like a hand like her, like her hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't make this happen. It was a dream. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you're just now saying it so many times. 
<laughs> I promise you will never ever cut your hand off. Just be careful when handling large meat cleavers at the butcher shop or yeah. wherever you may have been in my dream. My dream didn't didn't explain how you did it, but for somehow I knew what you did it with. Mm. Yeah, that happens in dreams. Yeah. I mean, think also in my dream, it didn't really explain to me why I knew it happened. It wasn't like I was watching the news. Also, why would the oh, news tell yeah. me? Like, would the, the <laughs> like, how would that be on the national news? <laughs> well, I, w- I apparently was posting about it online. So maybe that's how you. Yeah. TikTok in it. Yo, what's up? No hand. <laughs> <laughs> Look, ma, no hands. Divya, I have one last question to ask you, and it's the most important question of all. There is no more important question that I've asked in this entire interview. And it's this. Um, where can people find you? Check out your amazing comedy. Like I said before, I'm such a huge fan, and I would love for more people to get to see and you know listen to how funny you are. And I don't know if you got like any shows or any kind of like stuff coming up you want to share. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Divya underscore undone or on TikTok at the same handle. Um, and I've, if you're in New York, I've got shows. Well, I guess it depends when, when this episode is airing, but yeah, follow me online for, for information about upcoming shows. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just follow Divya. And then whenever this episode comes out, then you can look at the social media and then you can see what the thing is. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you say there's a show tomorrow, that nobody's going to go to that show. Yep. <laughs> um, man, it's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come uh, hang out with me. Thanks so much for having me. Um, bye. Bye. <laughs>